Welcome to the Jay Kim Show. This is your host, Jay Kim. I am an investor, author, and fitness entrepreneur. And for the first time in Asia, I sit down with the world's most brilliant minds in business, investing, and entrepreneurship. You'll learn all the secrets, strategies, and formulas to becoming a successful entrepreneur directly from the masters. If this is your first time listening, thank you for stopping by. This podcast is produced every week with the goal of providing actionable insight to you, the listener, with every single episode. And now, on to the show. Today's guest is John Lee Dumas from the popular podcast Entrepreneur on Fire. John has a very inspirational story. After college, he served in the army in Iraq. And when he got back from his tour of duty, he tried a number of things, including working in finance, law school, and even joining a tech startup. But nothing really worked. Finally, he moved to San Diego and started working as a real estate agent. And it was then on his daily commute to work, listening to the radio, that he realized that there was no daily podcast on entrepreneurship. That's where the idea was born to start his own podcast. And in 2013, his show was named Best of iTunes. Now he generates more than seven figures in annual revenue. And he's one of the guys that inspired me to start my own podcast. You're going to really enjoy today's episode. Let's jump right in. John. Jay, how are you doing today? I'm doing amazingly. How are you? You know, Maine's sun is shining and our birds are singing. Life is good. So good to hear. So good to hear. Are you in Puerto Rico right now? I live in Puerto Rico full time, but I'm currently in Maine and I am just enjoying that as well. Okay, great. I know we have very limited time, so let's get started here. Sure. Okay, so let's talk resources then. Okay, I want to start a podcast First ever in Hong Kong. I hope that your fire nation spreads to Asia. Yeah. What resources does uh, John Lee Dumas have for people that want to start podcasting here? Well, I can tell you straight up is that podcasting is a lot less daunting than you think it might be. It's just not that tough of a thing to do. Like a lot of people let the tech side hold them back and you don't need it to. All you need is a computer, a microphone, and recording and editing software. So Everybody that's listening today, I'm sure you have some form of computer or laptop or tablet or something of the above. Go on to Amazon, snag a Logitech ClearChat microphone. It's 30 bucks. If you want to be a big spender, get the ATR2100. That's actually what I'm talking into right now. That's 80 bucks again on Amazon. And I pretty sure they'll deliver to Hong Kong, no problem. Or you mm -hmm. can just go to any uh, audio store and I'm sure you can pick one up there as well. And then you just need a recording or editing software, like just something that's going to actually record your voice. And I recommend Adobe Audition. Um, there's also a couple other great ones, Audacity and GarageBand. And then you're off to the races. You know, for the for everything else that you need, I actually have a completely free podcasting course that I would definitely be happy to share with your listeners, Jay. If they head over wow. to freepodcastcourse.com, they can just go there, sign up for our free podcasting course, and they'll be off to the races. Freepodcastcourse.com, guys. Head over there. Get started on your podcast right away. Now, how about how do you go about coming up with content? You are a, a, you are a machine. You <laughs> podcast every single day. I don't know how you keep up the energy and how you come up with content, how you come up with speakers. For someone just starting out, how do they do that? What's the best way to get started? For me, it's all about batching. Like I don't do a podcast every single day. I release a podcast every single day. So a podcast is going live every 
Monday through Monday, you know, 30 days a month, 365 days a year. But I'm only recording episodes a couple days a month. Those in those couple days a month, I am doing 30 episodes. Right. Then I'm scheduling them to be released. And like I was telling you earlier, you're actually my sixth call today. I also batch my interviews on other shows. So I just make sure that yep. I just have them go back to back so I can just wake up in the morning and say, you know what? I'm crushing interviews on other shows today. And that's what I do. So having a batching process where you're actually going and just doing multiples. And for me, again, it'll be 15 in one day. That's so beneficial on so many levels because then you can use the other time that you have the rest of the month, the rest of the day, the rest of the week to work on other things. So it's very critical that you are utilizing your time in the most effective manner possible. And again, for me, that's batching. Yep, that makes absolute sense. You're focused, you get them all done, and you can move on, and you don't have to be chained to a certain <laughs> a daily so schedule. Uh, so, okay, if you're just starting out, I mean, you are obviously, people are probably knocking on your door to be on your show because you're so successful. But let's say you're just starting out and you've, you've picked a small niche that you, you're trying to podcast on. How do you start growing that subscriber base? How do you start building that audience. So a lot of people make the mistake of launching a podcast and kind of having that mentality of the field of dreams. If anybody knows that movie by Kevin Costner, mm -hmm, where mm -hmm. they say, if you build it, they will come. The reality yeah. is this podcasting is amazing for a number of reasons because it allows you to put your show on massive platforms like iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Pandora, Google Play. That's huge. That's amazing. But you can't just rely on people finding your show through these huge mediums because there's a lot of shows to be found. So you need to know inside and out who is my perfect listener? Who is that one person? perfect listener for my podcast. Once you know who that perfect listener is and you know that person inside and out, then you go out into the world and you find those people. Where are they hanging out? And they're in Facebook groups, LinkedIn groups. They're going to meetups in your local area. Go find those people who are perfect listeners for your podcast and don't just walk up to them, shake their hand or get on or get on a Facebook group and just spam your link right away. Build relationships with that person in that group, in that community, add value, add guidance, ask a question, answer a question, be a person of value for a significant amount of time. And I like to say between 30 to 45 days, just be a person of value in those communities. And then down the road, when it makes sense, say, oh, Jay, that's actually a great question. I just answered that on episode 12 of my podcast. Here's the link if you want to check it out. And now you've been a person of value for a long time. So not just Jay, but everybody else that has the same questions in that community is going to want to know a little bit more about that. They'll be like, oh, you know, I think John's a great guy. Like, I want to go check out the, his podcast and see what's going on there because I wasn't just that person that came in and went, blah, listen to my podcast. So do things right, build relationships, go to where your perfect listeners are and create value there. Yeah, I think that's absolutely right. You know, this whole concept of paying it forward and just serving, serving, serving first. I think so many young entrepreneurs, you know, aspiring entrepreneurs get too impatient and they just want to, they're going after the money, the quick wins, and, and they don't think about long-term greedy versus short-term greedy, right? So on that note, uh, what, what elements of your podcast have your audience said they've enjoyed the most, you know, giving you feedback? You know, I love your fire rounds when I listen I love the, the last few, yeah. you know, three to five minutes that, that really, and th those are really actionable too. And I, I just love that part. 
What what if what if some of your audience has said that it, that is your best part of your podcast? Well, thank you for the feedback. I'm really glad because you know I really have worked hard on that lightning round and made sure that those six questions are all very actionable, very That's right, helpful. Round. Yep. Well, I do have a fire round too, Jay. So you're right on that as well. So uh, <laughs> you, you do listen. I like it. But if I if I had to say number one piece of feedback as I get is they say, John, thank you for asking the tough questions. Like thank mm. you for just starting the show off. By making your guest, who's a successful, prideful, proud entrepreneur, share their worst entrepreneurial moments. Like, thank you for doing that. And my listeners love that because a lot of my listeners haven't yet started their entrepreneurial journey yet or are just at the beginning stages. And they think that, hey, like, you know, those successful people have always been successful. But by me having my guests who are successful entrepreneurs share the times that they struggle, that they face obstacles and challenges. That is just so beneficial so that they can say, wow, like that person who I admire so much once had the same issues, problems, and questions that I'm currently having right now. That is so helpful. That has been a huge pro in what I've grown. So that's probably been the biggest piece of feedback is, John, thank you for just making successful entrepreneurs human beings because they are. You know, I love that because you're, you're so right. And a lot of times when I hear you asking some of the questions, I'm like, wow, only John could ask that type <laughs> of question. I would never be able to. Um, but it really does. It just brings them down to this level. You know, we had Chris Brogan on just last week and he is so great. And he 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 is really open with sort of he had this big stumbling block one time where he, you know, one of his worst entrepreneur moments. moments. But I think that just adds so much to a podcast when when the guest just opens up down to that level. So, so on the flip side of that, on the flip side of that, have you ever had really difficult podcast guests where they're just one one sentence answers or one word answers and you're just dying to try to keep the conversation going? Yeah, there's definitely been times like that. Like a, a quick example kind of going off the same vibe that we were just talking about is I was interviewing a guy and he just said, John, I just, I've never had a, you know, a bad moment in my entrepreneurial journey. And I just <laughs> straight up said, um, you're lying because everybody has. It's called the entrepreneurial journey, and you can't be on this journey without having a difficult moment. Um, and I said, "Listen, I'm not asking for you know just this disaster. I want your worst moments." I'm like, "Have you had a best moment?" He's like, "Oh yeah." I'm like, "Well, if you've had a best moment, you've also had a worst moment because you can't have mm. a best moment without a worst moment." And again, it doesn't have to be a huge disaster. Just take me to the worst. Just like. If you've had the, if you've felt the hottest water in the world, you've also felt the coldest water you've ever felt. It might not be that cold, but you felt the coldest, and that's what I'm asking for right now. And he was just like, "No, I just can't do it. I don't have a bad, I don't have a, a worse moment." And I said, "Well, you're not going to provide any value to my audience by uh, having that attitude. So we're going to have to stop the interview now." And we just, oh wow, cut the interview, and he went on his merry way. Wow. That wow, that's that's a great story. Yes, yeah, true. A great story. Thank you for sharing that. Um, so let's move quickly on to. We've talked about how you batch process, and that's something that has, has really kept you going and and has optimized your workflow. What other habits and rituals do you have? I mean, you have probably one of the busiest schedules out there as an entrepreneur. Are there things that you do on a daily, weekly basis that just keep you in check? Yeah, I'm going to push back a little bit on your comments. Um, I actually don't have one of the busiest schedules out there. And I actually don't even like the <laughs> word busy because I feel like busy is just like a crutch that so many people use. Like, I'm so busy. I'm so busy. Like, I barely have time to breathe. And I'm like, really? Like, you're so busy. I'm like, you're how, how busy are you? Like, what are you busy doing exactly? I'm like, because mm. listen, 
I made a couple hundred thousand dollars last month. Um, and I don't feel like I was super busy last month. So are you really spending your time in the best possible way? If you're so busy yet again, I'm making a couple hundred thousand dollars a month and you're making a couple thousand dollars a month. Maybe what you need to do is step back and really question where you're quote unquote busy and saying, where are you just not being effective with the time that you're spending? Now, I want to just be honest here. We all start having to build a foundation. Like my first year in the business, I made $26,000 in the entire year. And, and most of that came at the end of the year. So it's not snapping of the fingers and all of a sudden you're generating a seven-figure-a-year business, but it's, it's definitely building up a process. But stop using that crutch of like, I'm so busy that, you know, I just, you know, I can't like really make sure you're, you're, doing the right things every day, not just doing things to do them. I think that's a really important distinction. So for I love me, that mindset. Yeah, thank you. So for me, you know, it's, it all is going back to that theme that we've been talking about a little bit, which is batching. You know, I make sure that, hey, when I'm busy, I am busy. You know, like right now, I have 15 interviews today. Like you are number six of 15, Jay. Like I'm doing <laughs> 15 interviews on other shows today. But guess what? This is the only day of the entire month that I'm doing any interviews on any other shows. This is the one day. So I'm looking at my schedule tomorrow, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, too. I literally have nothing on my schedule for like the next six days. Nothing. Why? Because I batch. I do the things that I need to do all at the same time. Then I can take a step back and I can just do other things. Like maybe tomorrow I'll write an email or maybe I'll do, you know, a Snapchat or maybe I'll do this or that. But again, it's on my schedule and on my focus. So just really know what plan you want to execute as an entrepreneur, create the plan and then execute it and make sure that the distractions, you know, the Facebook news feeds and the YouTube waterfall of videos those oh. those need to wait. You know, you need to treat yourself to those things when the time is right, but only after you've committed to finishing the plan that you've set up for yourself. That's great advice, John. Yeah, so often with the flood of social media and just content out there, you often you just become it's so scatterbrained and you just sometimes really have to just focus and and knock one thing off before you move on to the next. Yeah. Uh John, have you ever been out to Asia? I have been out to the Philippines twice. Does that count? It does. Absolutely. Yay. The Philippines is only an hour away. And uh, I actually got married in one of the islands. Oh, very uh, cool. Uh, off of Philippines. And so, I'm actually yeah. um, going to Thailand for two weeks in March. Amazing. Amazing. That's going to be that's going to be really good. What what part? Phuket or? Um, we're definitely going through there quickly. Um, but we're actually traveling with a, a great couple, um, Jill and Josh Stanton. Call, uh, they have a business called Screw the 9 to 5. Oh, and nice. Yeah, it's a great business and they're great people. And they used to live in Asia and in a few different places. So they're actually going to be like our quote unquote tour guides. So we're doing quite a lot traveling uh, throughout and not just Thailand, but some other of the neighboring countries as well. You should come through Hong Kong, man. <laughs> Open invitation. You're welcome here I, anytime. I've been to Hong Kong, Jay. Actually, I, I should have mentioned this. Um, last year, when I went to the Philippines for the second time to speak at Tropical Think Tank, which is Chris Ducker's event. Yep, we, yep. I, He's going to be on the show, too. Oh, cool. He's a good guy. Yeah. Tell him I said uh, it's overdue for us to drink a scotch together. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm really myself and Kate are really good friends with him and his wife, Urs. And we went to Hong Kong for four days together. Amazing. Amazing. We loved it. Yeah. So, John, look, I know we're, we're short on time here. I really appreciate you being able to hop on and, and fit me into your batch today. Yes. I just want to ask you one final 
One final thing, uh, one final piece of advice that you can leave our young, aspiring Asian entrepreneurs, uh, whether they're starting out their own podcast, whether they're starting out a blog, whether they're doing their side hustle, what is the one piece of advice that you would like to part with them, uh, you know, as being, being who you are? Well, the mistake that I made for the first 32 years of my life was that I was chasing success. I was chasing money. I was chasing, you know, what I thought was um, respect in this world. And I know that's a, that's a big word um, in the Asian culture as well is, you know, respect. Like we want to acquire respect from our peers, from our family, from our friends. And, and that's big in the United States as well. So I was chasing those things. But it wasn't until I, I read this quote by Albert Einstein that things really shifted for me. And that quote is, Try not to become a person of success, but rather become a person of value. And when I read that quote at 32 years old, it wasn't the first time that I had seen it, but it was the first time that it resonated with me. And I said, man, I haven't been adding value to this world, you know, and nothing against stockbrokers and all of these things. But it's like, if you really, if you're a stockbroker and you look at like, what value are you really adding to this world? Like, you're just like buying and selling things in a split second. Like, you're not like you're just doing you're not. this transaction and it's, it's meaningless. I used to be a stockbroker, yeah. so I know I know 100% that you add zero value. Yeah. Well, and me too. I used to be in corporate finance. Like I wasn't specifically a stock trader, but you know, I know that world and I, and I was the same way. I wasn't adding any value. And, and, and it was, it was a sad existence and it wasn't really a successful existence for me either. Um, but when I flipped it on his head and said, Hey, how can I really add value? Like what you're now doing Jay with this show, this is adding value, you know, to a region of this world that, that needs this type of audio and this type of, you know, conversation to be out there. Um, when I, when I flipped it on his head and started to, to deliver free, valuable and consistent content through my podcast, EO fire, you know, then yeah. I, I didn't have success right away, but success followed. And that was where the real meaningful success came. You know, we're now, you know, we're generating multiple millions of dollars a year in revenue on a business that's adding massive value. And again, it doesn't come overnight, but it's much more meaningful when it does come. I think when people finally figure that out, it's like, it's like that saying, I don't know who said it. Someone famous said it. If you want to become a billionaire, you help a billion people or, yeah. you know, I mean, it's, it's just that. And once you figure that out, then everything kind of starts to sync up together and you have to be patient. I think that's very important uh, to be patient. But if you keep going after it, you know, and paying it forward and just serving your audience, serving other people, I think it will all come back to you. That's what I believe. And you can't help a billion people day one. It, 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 you, can, you can help one person today and then let that grow into two, into four, and then just let that extrapolate out to where now last month, EO Fire had over 2 million listens of our podcast. Like that is how you grow. Unbelievable. John, thank you so much. Uh, the best place to find you, obviously, eofire.com. Are there any other places or resources that are, would be very helpful for, uh, for my audience out here? That you want to Absolutely. Mention? I will say that the number one takeaway that I've found um, through doing EO Fire is that my successful guests know how to set and accomplish goals. So I spent all of 2015 researching, creating, perfecting the Freedom Journal, which is accomplish your number one goal in 100 days. We launched it in early 2016. It quickly became the sixth most funded publishing campaign of all time on Kickstarter over $453,000 wow. in just 33 days. Um, and then um, 
We've gone on to sell over 14,000 copies to date, which I'm really proud of. And it's just changing lives. So if you want to knock over that big domino in your life, visit thefreedomjournal.com. That's unbelievable. Can you give us a, a sneak peek on what exactly is inside the Freedom Journal? Well, one thing I'll tell you that you start off with is for the first time in your life, you'll set a SMART goal, which is specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-bound. So now you'll have a goal that has all five of those necessary attributes for you to accomplish a meaningful goal. Amazing. Amazing, guys. Head on over to eofire.com. Get that Freedom Journal. Get your journey started today. Thank you so much. John, I really, really appreciate having you on the call. And I hope the next time that you come through Hong Kong, you're going to stop by, give me a shout. We'll go have a scotch as well. And I'll tell you about all the podcasts that have popped up, uh, you know, that have been that have been inspired by you after we've had this after we had our call. (laughs) Count on it, brother. All right. Thanks a lot. Take care. Peace. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. All the show notes and links can be found over at jkimshow.com. Come back often and make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. Don't forget to join us next week for another exciting episode of The J. Kim Show. I'd love to hear your comments. You can find me on Twitter at jkimmer, J-A-Y-K-I-M-M-E-R. See you guys next week. This podcast is brought to you by Hack Your Fitness, the high achiever's guide to getting ripped in under three hours a week. If you're anything like me, you're probably working a full-time job or jobs and trying to find time to balance family life, social life, and last but not least, fitness. Look, I get it. I'm a full-time investor and entrepreneur myself and father of two. So how am I able to stay fit year-round without spending hours and hours in the gym killing myself on the cardio machine? After struggling for the last 15 years trying every workout and diet under the sun, I finally designed a system that allows me to achieve and maintain single-digit body fat for life in under 3 hours a week. Cardio not required. Head on over to hackyour.fitness and download my free 13-page guide that teaches you the simple science behind efficient fitness and smart nutrition and gives you everything you need to know to finally take control of your life. That's hackyour.fitness.